Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode five of the Toddcast. Uh, thanks for joining. Um, I will again be driving home, and we can talk about things. And by we, I mean me, because this is not exactly interactive, what with it being a recording. I mean, you're all welcome to uh, talk to the podcast, if you'd like. Uh, goodness knows I've had plenty of podcasts that voiced you know, opinions or concerns that had me talking to them. Um, it's just important that you understand that I can't actually hear you. Um, on a related note, uh, it turns out that if you're listening to this through the Anchor podcast app, there is functionality to where you can send me messages. Uh, you can leave little voicemail type things, uh, that I assure you I will listen to. And, uh, if it seems appropriate, I can even splice them into the audio so everyone else can hear. So if you want to hear your voice on a podcast, that's, that's a potential option. Um, you know, if you want to leave me any other feedback, uh, you know, like I said, I've got, uh, a Twitter you can hit, at CastTodd, that's with one D, uh, and there's also an email, ToddCastPodcast, at, uh, gmail.com, again, that's one D in Todd, um, what else do we have as far as business is concerned, um, podcasting, obviously is new to me, this is episode five, um, and... Since I started this little endeavor, I've done a little little poking around, and a whole bunch of folks on the internet, presumably smarter than me in regards to podcasts, all seem to indicate that, you know, when you're going to launch a podcast, it's important that you have multiple episodes, because apparently there's a concern, you know, somebody goes to a new podcast, discovers it, listens to that first one, decides they like it, apparently people get real bummed out when there isn't immediately another one to follow it up. Um, I suppose I understand that. I think maybe people need to be a little more patient and understand that podcasts typically come out on a particular schedule. I I don't know. But anywho, uh, I guess the official point here is that I've not really launched this. I mean, clearly I'm recording them and releasing them, but I've not really done any kind of promotion of them at this point, uh, beyond talking to my brother, who's then, you know, told the rest of the family, hi, Eric, hi, rest of the family, um, so I am going to just keep recording these kind of on an ad hoc basis, no particular schedule at this point, uh, the idea being that, uh, well, twofold, one, I'm going to basically build a backlog with them, so that when I do actually do some sort of official launch, I'll have a nice backlog, so those folks who, you know, are apparently impatient will have something to look forward to, or at least one less thing to hoot and holler about, uh, and the other, shoot, what was item two? I had this all in my brain before I hopped in the car, um, Oh, yeah. Uh, the other reason I'm just going to kind of fire these off is uh, on the basic concept of, you know, strike while the iron is hot. Uh, you know, I started this. I've got, you know, a whole bunch of stuff that I could talk about. And I figure I might as well talk about them now. Uh, I can release them or I can, you know, just keep them as a backlog to release on a schedule at some point in the future. Um, but there's really no point in me holding off on recording these. It's my general idea. Um, like I said, I can keep them as a backlog, or I can just release them, you know, as I go. So that's that's the plan there. I think that once, 
you know, things settle, um, a weekly drop seems like a, a pretty reasonable thing to, uh, for people to expect and for me to maintain, because I don't want to, you know, set up a schedule that I can't do, and again, have people being all sad and sorry, because they, you know, aren't getting what they were expecting and what was promised, so that's, that's the basic sort of plan as far as that goes, uh, Pardon the silence whilst I merge onto a highway in somewhat dangerous condition. There we go. Uh, the other reason I want to kind of just fire off as many of these as I can is, you know, as I've mentioned, I do all of these in the car. Uh, I, it seems like there's not a lot of background noise to be heard. I'm going to chalk that up to, you know, my newer car, new to me in any case, and it does a really good job of, you know, keeping the outside out from a noise perspective, um, but that doesn't solve the inside noise concern, and the reason I say that is, you know, as I'm recording this, it's it's working on the tail end of October, uh, and I do live in Ohio, which means the temperature is absolutely batshit crazy, because I woke up this morning, and it was, you know, 30-something, and I had on my winter coat, and I actually brought a light jacket with me in the car, and probably around 10 o'clock, switched to it. And when I went out to lunch, I was in the, the light jacket. And uh, about midway through there, ended up taking that off and throwing it over my shoulder. And right now, I'm just kind of, you know, in the car, the heat not running, in a flannel. It'll be good to go. By the time I get home, I'm sure it'll be icy. But the moral of the story being is that at some point, I'm going to be driving, and it will get uh, what we here in Ohio like to refer to as balls cold. And I'm going to have to run the heat. Uh, you know, I love you all and thanks for listening, but I'm not going to turn into an ice cube for anybody. And I'm not real sure how much the blowing fan is going to screw up the audio. Could could be a problem. Don't know. But I uh, figure while I've got, uh, you know, a situation to where I can just kind of have things running without a bunch of other internal noise interfering, I'm going to go with that. So... That said, uh, what else do we have? I'm trying to uh, handle the podcast uh, sort of like an audio mullet, if you will. Uh, business up front, and then have the good times and the party uh, you know, on the, the back end of the podcast. I've been at this for just about a little under seven minutes now, so we'll, we'll wrap up the business end by saying, you know, please subscribe on whatever service it is that you're listening to this on. Uh, again, the smart people who know about podcasts seem to think that it counts more. If you subscribe in, uh, you know, the Apple Podcasts as opposed to any of the other services, but, uh, and by all means do so if that's how you're listening, but I'm not going to turn anybody away. Uh, I mean, heck, go crazy. Download every podcast app available that has this and subscribe on them all individually. It'll, it'll make me feel super important. Uh, what the heck? So, moving on from the business end, uh, let's talk a little bit about, I had a few topics that I wanted to chat about, and I'm, I'm not sure which direction I want to go. Um, like I said, this, this, this podcast here does not actually leverage a whole lot of pre-planning. There's, there's a little bit of thought of, whoa, what do I talk about, but it's not like I've got a show sheet with schedule and you know, whatever, 
perhaps at some point in the future we'll get there. But So it's a toss-up between thinking whether or not I have sufficient time to get into the swim test story that I teased earlier, um, or if I go with the eye test story that I also teased earlier in the Technically a Sailor episode, or if I should just shut up about the Navy for a while and switch gears. Uh, in which case, the other thought I had were perhaps some tales I have uh, from my youth pre-Navy days, uh, many of which involve fire. Spoiler warning. Um, but I'm still not sure about that, and I guess what I'm going to instead do is go into a completely third topic, uh, which is, again, a little bit meta in regards to it's me talking on the podcast about the podcast. So I started this like, kind of as a fluke, just, hey, here's an app that'll let me do a podcast for my car. What the heck? This, you know, requires almost no energy and effort other than me just rambling, which I have now, at this point, proven that I can do for, you know, half hour plus uh, on end, as long as I'm, you know, fueling that by punctuating it with ums every two seconds. And again, sorry for that. But, uh, like I said, didn't really have a big plan for it. And as I uh, started and just started chatting about stuff and talking about things, you know, I, clearly I'm able to talk about myself and my past and my history. You know, that's that's me. It's easy to, you know, talk about things that you know. You wanted me to start, you know, podcasting about, you know, astrophysics. We're going to have a problem because I really don't know a whole lot about that. But I can tell stories and talk about myself and what I'm into and what I'm thinking for a good long while, at least that's the premise for keeping the podcast going, so we're going to roll with that, uh, and, you know, some folks got some test listens, and, and again, thank you, Eric, thank you, Crystal, thank you, Mom, uh, for, for listening, and, uh, you know, the feedback I got from them was that, you know, oh, it's good to hear your voice, you've got, you know, some, some interesting things to talk about, and it's, it's cool to hear, uh, and it got me to thinking that, you know, in addition to, just being sort of an outlet for me to ramble on, uh, and I would like for, you know, as many people to get this as possible who, who, who enjoy it, you know, if you're, if you're into what I'm saying, I, I, I want you to listen, whether, you know, your, your family, your friends, or total strangers, like, if, if you find this to be your, a thing you enjoy, please enjoy, you're welcome here, I, I appreciate you listening. But it also serves as something of a sort of impromptu audio memoir, um, which, again, is not necessarily the intent, wasn't the intent, still really isn't the intent, but I think it's going to kind of end up being that way anyway. And I think that's kind of a cool thing. Uh, just talking to my brother about it, you know, um, well, like I said, I've got, I've got, 43 years worth of stuff that's happened to me, uh, some of which, you know, the people closest to me know about, some things that folks don't necessarily know, um, but it's stuff that I think might be interesting, and I guess in particular, you know, what sort of kicked it into focus is we were talking and it occurred to me that, you know, my, our father passed when he was 50, uh, of a heart attack, suddenly, uh, 
you know, devastating for all of us. It was, you know, a number of years ago. Uh, you know, I still miss him, and I'm not trying to get all all weepy, uh, but it, it happened. Uh, that's 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 how life goes sometimes. But if I were to happen upon a cassette tape of him talking, probably about anything, really, uh, that would mean a heck of a lot to me as as his son. I mean, we we got along well. We you know we were close, but I you know I'm sure I don't know everything that he had going on and you know all of his stories. And if I were to come across that, that that would be pretty pretty meaningful. Um, the odds of that are slim to none because, you know, it was decades ago and we don't didn't have the technology we do now. I mean, for crying out loud, I'm recording a thing in my car that is going to hit the entire internet as soon as I hit a button. We didn't have that back then. Uh, I do have access to that, and uh, I kind of like that idea. You know, someday, you know, my children or their children want to, you know, how know a little something about, you know, Granddaddy Todd and how how his life went, they're they're gonna have ready access to it and, and I think that's pretty cool. So um that that's that's a thought that occurred to me and something like I said, that's that's not the reason I'm doing this. That's not necessarily going to be a focus moving forward. I think it's more of a side effect. Uh, and like I said, I think that's a that's a fairly groovy sort of side effect. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a roll with it. Um, so you know, before I switch topics to something cheerier, uh, should you be some sort of you know um, direct descendant of me, and I am no longer you know amongst the living? Hello from the grave. Uh, Thanksgiving's come or. Halloween is coming up, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the spooky tip and say hello, and then I will change topics because this is getting uh, a little little morose for my taste. Um, getting on down the highway, getting getting closer to my exit. Um, turns out leaving this time of day, traffic flows a little quicker than I'm typically accustomed to, uh, which. Sadly, takes the swim test story out of uh, commission for this this go through. So we'll 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 keep that in our pocket for later. Um, pretty sure that at least two of my good fire stories aren't going to make it. So instead, I will say screw it and go back to the uh, the navy end of things and talk about the eye test. So as I mentioned previously. You go to the recruiter, they check your eyes, determine I'm colorblind, derails the whole master plan in that I can no longer go to A school with my buddy, and it pretty much defines how and where I go in the Navy for the next four years. Uh, which was, yeah, a bit of a bummer, but, you know, didn't shatter my world. Like, I, I, I was able to deal. Um funny thing about that, uh, they, they run you through that physical when you're at the recruiters, and they, the, they call it a MEP station. I wish I could remember what MEPS stood for, 
I'm sure the M is military. P is probably personnel. Uh, S is probably station, because why not say MEPS station and have it be station station? Just like people say ATM machine or PIN number. It's the military. What are you going to do? Anyway, you go through that physical, and you get cleared and all that fun stuff. And then when you go to boot camp, the very first thing they do... Well, okay, not the first. The first thing they do is start yelling at you and take away all of your clothes and everything and put you in, uh, you know, a sweatsuit uh, and then shave your head. But the first meaningful thing that they do is basically run you right back through that same physical. Um, There are aspects of that that make sense to me. Like, part of the original physical was a drug test. Uh, You get, you know, a couple of months had passed before you actually go to boot camp. They're going to drug test you again? I get that. I don't understand why you're giving me another, you know, hearing test or eye test or, you know, turn your head and cough. I don't know how much those things are likely to change in the couple of weeks or whatever between when you had that happen last and when you get there to boot camp, but it's standard procedure, so there you go. Um, And we'll just skip past how my flight got into Chicago for boot camp at what was probably like 11 o'clock at night, and they just don't give a shit. They are going to run through their procedure on you until they're done, and you can sleep then, buddy boy, is how that works. Um, And, of course, they start you off with the, the, the piss test, which, as previously mentioned, I have a hard time, you know, making things happen when there's somebody at the stall next to me. I'm not insecure. Uh, I mean, whatever. It's just, it's a mental block. Stage fright, whatever. Uh, when you're at the actual boot camp and they're doing it, you are not in a normal bathroom. You are in a room that is probably 10 foot by 20 foot with, you know, urinals lining, you know, the left and right side of the wall. No dividers. There is a white line painted on the floor like a foot and a half away from the urinal that you have to stand behind because they don't want you, you know, doing any funny business, which is further away from a urinal than your average man typically does. And there is a folding table at the far end with like three or four people down there doing paperwork, like just full view of everybody taking care of their shenanigans. And there are a couple of... um we didn't call we didn't really call them drill instructors or drill sergeants because they uh the navy doesn't use sergeants and i'm brain farting on what we called them but the equivalent the navy equivalent we had you know some petty officers and some chiefs standing behind us you know screaming at us you know you better piss you need to make it happen what is your problem blah 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 and those are just not conditions under which i can perform i want to say it was probably 3 hours uh, you go up, and when you, they yell at you, and when you can't do it, they get you out of line. They make you, you know, walk laps around, uh, like, a 20 by 20 room that has a water fountain in it. And every time you pass the water fountain, you take a slug and keep walking in circles until you have to go. Uh, I think on about the third try, I was able to make it happen, and it was probably, like, two or three hours later. Um, and then they proceed to, you know, go through the rest of the visit. So you get to the point, you know, they, you know, check your hearing, check your this, check your that. They get back to the eyepiece um, where they're checking your vision. And they've got these folders that have, you know, some things pre-printed on them, like little check marks for them to do, and then some open space. And uh, they, you know, go over and they check my eyes and 
you know, make those notes, and they break out their little multicolored dot tests, and I just look at them and say, nope, waste of your time. I, I'm colorblind. And he goes, oh, okay. And he's like, come with me. And I'm like, how can I possibly be in trouble for being colorblind? They knew this when they signed me up. It should already be on their little chart there. Why are you pulling me off to the side? And so what he does, he takes me off to the, off to the side there and sits me in a chair. And it's probably about three to five feet in front of me is this machine. And it is probably about a foot wide, about a foot and a half tall, about two foot deep, black. Looks like things made out of cast iron. And in the front, there's there's an opening that's probably about two inches tall, an inch wide. And he sits me down, and he takes this rubber stamp that was, you know, a, a pretty big rubber stamp, and he punches it onto the, the card there, and it's, and I, can, I can't see the details, but I can see it's like some sort of grid. Uh, and he's like, this is, this, you know, this is our other, you know, Keller test. Uh, I'm like, okay. He's like, look into the machine there, and you're going to see two dots light up, one on top, one on bottom. And they're going to be either green, white, or red. And so you tell me, you know, what you see. If they're both red, you say red, red. If the top one's green, the bottom one's red, you say red, green, etc. We're going to run through a series of these. You tell me what you see, um, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll make notes as to, you know, whether you got it right or not. And I'm like, okay, this seems kind of pointless, but I'm not about to argue on day one of boot camp. That seems stupid. So he, you know, hits a little button. He's got a little remote control thing with a button he hits. And it lights up, and I can't tell you what the sequence is. Uh, but, you know, okay. And I look at it and rattle off what I think it is. You know, oh, red, green, red, white, 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 red, green, whatever. Whatever it is. Um, I feel like the reds I could make out pretty pretty well. But they were like LEDs inside. And, like, the white and the green were a little tricky for me. Uh, like I said, I can see red, I can see green. Depending, you know, the dots don't do me any good. This thing was slightly better, but still not spot on. And there's like a series of ten of these. <clears throat> so, he finishes with the tenth one, and, you know, is done making his notes, and he looks at me, and I look at him, and kind of give him this, how'd I do, doc, look. He's like, hmm. And he inks up his stamper again, and smacks that bad boy on the thing and says, let's try that again. And I'm like, okay. And so, you know, white, 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 green, red, green, red, white, da, 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 through the thing. And I notice that as I'm doing these, and he's, like, marking them off, he's making these real subtle head motions. When I, you know, when I get it right, there's just a re that ever so perceptible sort of nod. And when I apparently get it wrong, he kind of scrunches his face up a little bit and just doesn't really shake his head no, but there's just the tiniest hint of movement that lets you know, nope, that wasn't it. And, I know, and I'm like, okay, that's you know, whatever. Second time through, he's like, better. Inks up his stamper, slaps it on the, the folder. He's like, let's try that again. And I'm like okay, and so I'd say a thing and look and see what he was saying and try and remember, okay, I said white-green, 
that apparently was correct. I need to remember that. Because I also kind of noticed on the second time through that it was the same sequence. Like, it's not changing up. Like, there, there's a sequence of ten of these, and it's the same sequence. So I kind of make mental note of when I get it right or wrong, and apparently do better the third time through. The fourth time through, I'd crack the code, and between the ones I actually knew and his little cues, hey, I got this down, and he's like, very good. And then he, you know, hands me my folder to go to the next station. He's like, congratulations, you have Keller Vision. And I'm like, that's fantastic. Okay. Um, so, you know, the Navy truly can make you better than you actually are. Uh, I've got Keller Vision now. It's It's been official. It's in my, you know, military medical records, um, for whatever that's worth. Um, did they let me then go, you know, try and rework my assignment so that I could join my buddy? No. Did I really ask and pursue that much? No. Like, I absolutely, you know, faked slash was assisted to get that result, and I can, again, really understand where they're coming from, you know. Oh, this missile system's, you know, acting wonky. Don't cut the red wire or you start World War III. I can agree that I shouldn't be doing that, whether I want to hang out in, you know, some foreign port with my buddy getting drunk or not. Uh, and it all, all's well that ends well. So, uh, I've got Keller Vision, except that I don't, except that I do, uh, is, is the moral of that story. Um, and I am now in the home stretch, um, creeping ever so closely to the house. We're about 25 minutes in. And it occurs to me that I actually need to stop by the gas station uh, for some things. So I'm going to go ahead and work towards wrapping this up. Uh, thank you all for, for joining me again today. Uh, sorry for getting a little sappy there in the middle. But, uh, you know, you, you can always fast forward. Um, it's a free country. Uh, it's your device listening to my podcast. You, you do what you like. Uh, thanks again for joining. Uh, subscribe and tweet and email and all that fun stuff. It'll it'll be great. Um, I am kind of keen to hear from you folk uh, to see if there's any sort of feedback or anything in particular you'd like me to talk about or not talk about feedback in general. Uh, I'm all down for it, so throw that my way if you'd like. Um, otherwise, until next time, um, this has been the Toddcast. Thank you. And that's it.